0: Wow, okay man, alright. Bye then, I guess. (laughs) Way to walk away in the middle of the story. Totally cool, man. Anyway, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, I guess I should uh, go ahead and fill you in on the next part.
1: Out what's going on here just please don't leave the city until we can figure this out
2: <laughs> and she just she just chuckles and she's like I got, I've got too much work here you will you could probably come back at you know early hours in the morning before everybody else gets here and I'd probably still be here
1: we'll get to the bottom of this I promise
3: yeah I guess Danny will of course get up and follow he's not just gonna awkwardly sit there <laughs> sweet chairs man
1: we should probably get the others. Where do you think they are?
0: Oh, I try not to think too much, man, but uh, if I had to guess... Uh, that Teddy guy. He sure does like to drink, man. I would bet he and Eggs are hanging out at the bar.
3: I imagine he'll be hard to miss with that crazy eye, man.
1: Oh yes, the elf. He'd surely have been noticed.
3: He's an elf.
1: <laughs> yes, well, half-elf. He's like one of those. You know when you're having a drink and you take something out and pour it in to make it taste different or better? He's one part brown, one part human.
4: <laughs> Here on DNTK, we're gonna give you our quick <laughs> lesson in how interracial babies are made.
3: It's exactly. like pouring two drinks together.
1: It's
4: exactly like Neapolitan ice cream.
1: That's what we do, is that not what
3: you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works, man, but I think I get what you're saying.
4: I, I like to imagine that they can hear Teddy jamming out on the heart from the street. <laughs> Teddy's jamming hard.
2: Oh, yeah. You you start to hear, like, this this kind of, like... Furious over, harp playing. Yeah, it's like an over-exuberant, like, harp playing. Something that you were absolutely not used to. And you're like, that's probably my people. <laughs> All right, so you make your way back to the Coral Cork.
3: Danny's going to pull out his pan flute and start playing along.
4: I didn't sure. know that you played.
3: I didn't know I played either, man.
4: <laughs> I just <laughs> found this in my pocket. Teddy entertaining a raucous crowd with some badass harp playing. He's just...
5: doing a ancient gnomish dance.
4: Teddy screams out, This is the first time I played this instrument.
5: <laughs> it's real
3: good. Going to buy one when I get home. <laughs>
2: And the, and the barmaid's like, are you with these guys? Can you ask them to leave, like, real soon, please?
1: <laughs> yes, don't worry. We'll be taking them with us.
4: Teddy got all his flashback. Close it out with one of those really badass, like, slides up and down the harp. You know what I mean? Like,
3: <laughs> So you did. Oh, hey, what's up,
0: guys? This is, uh, Asai. She's like, uh, Cilandra's Salandra's... Female packmate? I don't really know the common word for that, ma'am.
1: It's nice to finally officially meet you all. My sister has told me so much about you.
4: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I met you before. I remember. I'm sorry. It's just probably been a while, and Teddy was probably not. Um, how are you? Hi, nice to see you again.
5: Oh, yeah, um, hey, Salandra's sister, what's going on? Nice
1: underwater city you got here. Cool. I'd love to learn more, but should probably leave before they try and kick you out.
4: All right. <laughs> oh, Teddy gets up. think it's time to go. Exit. I think it's time to go. Eggs, time to
5: go. Mm, okay, but I really, really turned to just a random... Barkeeper server and go, this place really should be called the Mermaid's Tit. I mean, come on now. You missed an opportunity!
2: And the bartender's uh, like, You said tit. I own the Mermaid's <laughs> Tit. It's across, the, it's on the other side of the quarter.
5: Oh, fuck, I missed it. All <laughs> right. She just runs we'll out the We'll be sure door. <laughs> to visit
4: your other location. Goodbye! And Teddy just kind of walks out, stumbles out. <clears throat> that was a good time. Alright. Uh, yeah, maybe we should go somewhere quiet for a little bit. <laughs> why would they put it there if they didn't want you to play it? That's just bad design. It's like putting a dartboard in a bar. If you put a dartboard in a bar, expect someone to lose an eye before too long. That's why we never had a dartboard, not after that one day. Ugh. All right, and Teddy will like... Is
5: just out in the hallway singing a gnomish version of the Scotsman. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: We've uncovered some disturbing facts we should go back to the temple
4: no um i i don't really want to do this either but i think it'd be better to i'd like to have an awkward conversation that i feel like should be done privately like they can be here too with gestures at X and and Dannon, but like just not you know in the street or in a crowded place
1: okay where would you like to go
4: i don't know you're from
1: here My family lives in one of the spires. We should be able to get some privacy there.
4: Private study. Uh, if
2: it wasn't going to be there, it was going to be an inn called the Toasty Clam, so...
4: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) cutscene. Private lodging. Very upscale. Um, alright, look. Teddy will, like, slump down into some ornate seashell chair. (laughs) Yeah, listen, um, like, we ain't talked to Solandra. She's kind of been M.I.A. since we got into the city, but... I mean, I guess you're kind of like the next best thing if she's all wrapped up and stuff. I, I just kind of feel like we need to talk about the word sacrifice.
1: What do you mean?
4: Uh I don't think we were supposed to hear that.
5: It's weird, right? Like, you like not weird... all the Stormlord people do that shit.
4: That's not a good word to be heard in any circumstances.
5: Nope.
1: This church has always been Salandra, Porco, and Valdez thing. I'm not really involved, but... I'm sure it doesn't mean what you think It's my dad Maybe they're trying to save these sacrifices
4: Alright That's fair I'm not pointing any fingers There's no fingers pointed Teddy sits on his hands See? No fingers pointed I'm just saying It's a bad word to hear And I feel like it's definitely not the kind of thing You want to hear on your first meet with somebody But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt It's your people You know what's going on better than I do um, I just need to point out that sec- that could that could be a very sticky situation. I'm not pointing any fingers here. I'm just preparing for the worst.
5: No, we call that bad juju magumbo where I come from.
3: You use a lot of funny words, man.
5: <laughs>
1: yep. I'm I'm just as concerned as you are, but let's not jump to any conclusions. There must be a rational explanation to all this.
4: All right. I, I'll I'm I want to tell you what well, I mean, they're your family and I just met them, but Slender trusts you. I guess I'm gonna too. So, for the time being, I'm willing to, to tag along here, but I just want it known that there's kind of an icky feeling building up on the back of my neck.
5: And it isn't just from the essence of Seth that he drank.
4: Yeah, I polished off a bottle of that once. This is still ickier somehow. I just want to let you know.
1: You drank you might want to keep an eye on yourself the next couple of days. We used that to, to clean the coral off the buildings. I don't know what to do inside the person.
4: I really imagine it's like that, that Swanson family liquor that they drink in that one episode of Parks and Rec.
0: Leslie, no, <laughs> yeah. we used that to burn the warts off the
4: mules. <laughs> <laughs> it's only legal abuse is taking the paint off of speedboats.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And the way I envision it is... You know, in like Snow White, when the wicked witch or like the stepmother is like just finishing off her poison brew, and like the little skull like pops out of it, and it like bubbles. That's how I yeah. imagine it. <laughs> All right,
4: that's also fair. <laughs> mm. <Boom.
6: laughs>
4: no, we're fine. All right. Well, what did what did you learn? What did you get worked out while you were out?
1: Well, these sacrifices to heaven or whatever they are, they're getting rejected.
4: Uh huh.
5: That's not making it better, my man, my my lady, my person. Mm, I don't like this.
4: And you know that how? How do we know that?
1: Crystal Frostbeef, the woman that sent you this job. She was the one taken most recently, but she came back a week later.
5: This is bad. I just punched Teddy in the leg. I don't like this.
4: We're asking questions because we're building a culture and environment of trust. What do you mean most recently?
1: A few of her family members went missing before her.
4: Has has everybody else reappeared as well?
1: No, not
2: yet.
3: No, okay. just her, man.
4: Oh, I don't like these odds so far. I'm going to be honest with you. Danny, how do you feel?
3: Oh, I mean, I feel pretty great, but I feel pretty great all the time
4: alright but like about this in particular not like your physical well being what are your thoughts and opinions on the matter at hand
3: I'm still confused as to why she's back but nobody else is man what's so special about her that she was able to come back
4: yeah that's what I'm saying here I agree with Dannon. look one out of however many is not like a winning success rate uh, for people coming back that says to me something bad is happening to everybody else and she got out somehow
1: what do you suggest we start?
4: I don't know. We're down here now, we might as well do what we can to help, but I'm just trying to prepare us for the possibility that we may something may go very, very bad by the end of this.
1: But this is my family, Celandra's family. They couldn't possibly be responsible for such a things. They're trustworthy people.
4: Alright, I believe you. Then what do you recommend that we do? You know these trustworthy people. Okay?
1: Crystal said she was called seeing someone. She was very clear that she's not 100% sure, but she thinks it was a priest.
4: Teddy's face falls as you say that. Oh, fuck. Alright, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to go get drunk again. Um, eggs, let's go get drunk again. Why don't you guys go deal with that, and you can go find us where you found us last time. It seems like um, I may not be the most... I, I think I need some air... Water. Teddy just leaves.
3: <laughs> Here, if you need to relax, try some of these, man. And Danon tosses him this little brown bag that's full of holly leaves.
4: All right, I will do that. I'll just chew, I'll chew it. I chew. I figure it out. Teddy chews on it like he's seen Danon do it. Just keeps walking. I just need some air. Teddy's just gonna go. He's still gonna go
5: um eggs is kind of torn she's looking both directions at the two sets of people who seem to be going have have different um goals here is there something i can roll dm to see if i can try to piece all of this together
6: Mm -hmm.
5: you want insight okay all right all right i'm proficient in it well
4: yeah this is a con. yeah this is a philosophical battle yeah, this, this is I love this. This is
5: definitely a, a question of like uh, uh you know indecision on her part.
4: The meta here. Teddy is growing more and more confident that this was Solander's parents. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess what would what would eggs be trying to piece together? Like I
5: I kind of look at her as because she's been around for so long that um has she, does this ring this story of missing people? Is it? Does it sound familiar in any way?
2: Um. Yeah. So I would say roll a history check on that one. Mm-hmm.
5: Why don't I have history on my list?
4: Yeah. Remember we did this last time. It's oh yeah. that's right. There. Yeah. It's just straight up not there.
5: Yeah. So okay. And she's not proficient in that. So okay. That's not
2: bad, that's an 18 Yeah, okay, so From your time sort of around the world um, You you understand that there were points in time Where people would Sacrifice things to their I guess mostly to their To what their quote-unquote gods were Or their patrons or Whoever their proposed deity was if they were looking to give them enough power to bring them through the portal.
5: Now, I'm not... <clears throat> don't want to uh, raise any massive alarm bells, but are you sure that your father is your father? I'm
1: pretty sure. Who else would he be?
5: Are we sure this is not a pod person situation? Um, because I think I'm kind of with Teddy on... Somebody is taken these people and i think it's tied to your parents whether they know about it or not is the the thing right like i can't believe that you know you're nice and everything i can't believe your parents would be terrible people and i certainly don't want to put that accusation out there but
1: something's wrong what makes you say that
5: age and wisdom and some bullshit i've seen done in the name of gods so, like I said, complicated history there.
1: There's never been sacrifices, from what I know. Solanders had their abilities long before anyone began going missing.
5: So, what would, in your opinion, why, 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 why would this happen? I mean, is there is there a, a, a breach in the in the portal? Is there a, are children being born without powers, or you know?
1: My family are the only ones allowed to the breach. There are a few clergymen that can go through, but only with my family, and there's always guards watching over the rift. I've dealt with it myself, but they're very strict about who can go and who can't.
5: Well, that's cool as shit. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm with Teddy. It's making the hair stand up on the back of my neck. And she just she starts shuffling from foot to foot. She's very uncomfortable in this situation. I really think we need to go get Teddy and pull him of what, out of whatever hole he's about to fall in. Because if he stays permanently drunk, that's going to go bad for us. And I don't want to deal with that. Can we go get him? Let's go get him. Let's go get him. I don't like this. Something's mm, it's making me itchy.
1: Let's go get him.
5: Okay, charge. Runs off.
4: <laughs> Alright. Teddy has uh, like slipped out, and as soon as he leaves, he like does his best to do the Teddy self-sober-up, um, which involves a small amount of whiskey, and tries to get directions as quickly as possible to where he can find Crystal Frost Reef. But he just starts to put space between him and the tavern.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, or the tower
4: that we were, or whatever.
2: Okay, yeah, so pretty much like anyone that you talk to is going to point you towards the, uh, the construction guild, or eve that, uh, that area. Um. Yeah. So that is, they're like, that's, that's where she lives, basically. Heart and soul in the construction building. So.
4: Alright, yeah, Teddy just zips over there as quick as he can make it in a new city. Okay. I don't know if they catch me on the way or not, but that's what I'm doing.
2: It, I mean, I, yeah, I would say I would say you'd have you would be able to make it there, um, before them. They might walk in on your conversation, but you'll be able to get mm-hmm. there. Yeah.
4: All right. So Teddy will walk into the reception desk and like, real uh, confidently, like walk up to the the desk and like take his hat off and go, "Excuse me, miss. Could I trouble you for a minute of your time?"
2: Uh, and she, she looks up and she says, uh, E, sure. Yeah.
4: Um, and Teddy is going to cast Charm Person.
2: <laughs> okay.
4: So she needs to make a wisdom save.
2: Uh, that is. Eh, uh, she passed it. Yeah. All right. She that's it. an 18. Yeah.
4: All right. Um, that's not going to work. Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, Teddy will not, I guess Teddy will just act like nothing happened. Um, my name is Teddy Buford I am the personal representative of Baku Oracle of Luxumbra and I am here to see Crystal Frost about a matter of utmost importance uh, from my understanding a great mission of goodwill on my part so I'm, I'm very excited to be here for the opportunity and he flashes a huge smile
2: <laughs> and she says uh, but didn't um, didn't two of your other people already come in to talk to her
4: yeah, but they um, <clears throat> made clear to me that the uh, situation was a little bit worse than we initially anticipated, and I wanted to get a personal touch on this here issue.
2: Um, okay. I will let this...
4: Do I have, like, some sort of, like, official documentation on me? I feel like I should have that, something that, like, verifies...
2: Uh, as far as I understand, Salandra was the one with the letter.
4: <laughs> Balls! It's the letter, but, like, I'm the guildmaster for this thing. I don't have, like, some sort of, like, general pass from Baku, like, hey, this is my dude. <laughs> I feel like I should have that, like, my license and registration. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I would say that you probably have a... Um, like a signet ring or something. Yeah, like a, like a signet ring of that um, of that symbol that I asked you guys to, to draw, but that Make you never it, did we for never me. Did.
4: I'll do that. I'll do that soon. <laughs> Alright, I show her that.
2: Uh, and she just kind of says uh, <laughs> She says, I uh, I don't Ugh. totally recognize that, but you know what? She's like, you smelled absolutely terrible, and I want you out of my sight. Uh, so Crystal's a big girl. She can kick your ass if uh, you are not welcome. She, Please leave.
4: <laughs> All right. Teddy, Teddy, thank you. Um, and just walk in real quick.
2: Um, yeah. So like Crystal is like buried in paperwork by this point. Um, and she looks up to you and says, can I help
6: you?
4: Um, yeah. Hi. Teddy walks in, grabs a chair and like shuts the door, shuts the door. Okay. Um, And I'm going to roll a persuasion check to make sure that she doesn't immediately freak out, I guess. Okay. But I'm going to roleplay it first in an attempt to get advantage. Um,. And he, he does that and says, Hi, it's really nice to meet you, Ms. If I assume. My name is Teddy Buford. Uh, I'm a representative for Baku, the Oracle of Luxumbra, and head of the council. I know earlier you spoke with my colleague, but after speaking with them and learning a little bit about your situation, I do not think that they are quite perhaps the most impartial set of people in order to judge this particular issue, so I wanted to come talk to you myself, and I would really like them to not interrupt this conversation. So if we could just sit and talk for a minute, just the two of us, that would be fantastic, and we can try to help find your missing family members.
2: Uh, and she just like Sits there Kind of dumbfounded uh, Wow that was a lot um, Okay um
4: yeah. a 19 on a persuasion check
2: Okay yep and She's like yeah let's I will tell you what I What I can uh, What do you need to know
4: uh, Teddy just says, all right, so I, I take it to understand that you yourself came back, but that uh, a, a fair number of your family members have gone missing. Can you tell me exactly how many?
2: Uh, she says there's a, there was a total of, and she stops for a second, she says there were five previous to me.
4: Teddy like scramp scratches that down, five previous, so you would have been the sixth then? Yes seven's a special number and a lot of magic alright um so six in bad um, all right. and bad cons um alright and you came on back do you remember anything about your time away
2: um the only thing that I remember is uh and I told your friend Danny there um that I just remember uh a question of uh I don't understand why she was denied and she must not have been good enough. Um, those are the only two things that I really remember. And I was gone for a week. I, you'd think I'd remember something else, but those two things—that's it. And then I woke up in my bed. Mm-hmm.
4: And do you remember anything that happened before you? The, the last thing you remember from since before you were taken.
2: Um, someone from the from the priesthood approached me i don't i don't really remember too too much about who he was uh or what he looked like uh i just know that he was wearing a priest priest garb yeah and he right. and she's she stops for a second and she said he had it was almost like the water that she says you 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 know how here ladies, can i try something with you maybe said, okay. this will
4: just be easier I just need you to let me do this. I need you to just picture as vividly as possible the last thing you remember, and Teddy cast detect thoughts.
2: Okay. Um, if she's
4: a willing target, I should just be able to see it.
2: Yeah, so so you see um, a Genasi man in priest's robes. She can't, like, picture his face, but what you do see is that, like, the water that makes up this gentleman is almost kind of like murky um, as if there's like swirling patches of black kind of almost like uh, squid ink kind of swimming through it and from time to time it kind of like solidifies up almost mimicking his silhouette within the water that makes him up and then it sort of like dissipates a little bit and swims around um, and it just sort of continues to do that but you you see that there's like kind of a conversation happening, and it's more of like a wah, 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 wah. and then at one point it kind of gets a little angry, like wah, 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 wah. and then she kind of closes the door to their to her house, and after that she, it goes black. She doesn't remember anything.
4: All right, all right. Um, and Teddy will like leave the Vulcan mind meld. <coughs> all right. um is there anything else you remember? A- any other distinguishing features or-, or-, or things that stick out in your mind? I don't feel like I don't have a lot of time before I got to get moving.
2: Uh, she says, "I'm sorry. That's that's really all I can I can tell you at this point."
4: All right. Do do all your family members kind of live in the same area, of town?
2: We're we're all um, <laughs> we all live here in the in the foundation quarter, basically. Um, it's kind of where we work and where we where we feel most comfortable so i mean and obviously we're not going to be allowed in the spires so
4: right well i'm going to take a peek around the quarter then uh appreciate your help if uh and anything else um i'll be sure to stop on back but uh and teddy like looks around is there a window are we on ground level
2: you are not on ground level um but there is like she's got a window behind her um
4: like how high off ground level
2: oh you're like about three stories off of the ground.
4: Cool. Cool beans. Teddy's going to feather fall out a window.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Secret agent, Teddy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Teddy
4: feather falls out a window and is going to do his best to just, um, like, pull his hood up or whatever and slink into the crowd. Actually, okay. you know what he's going to do? No, here's what he's going to do. He's going to use his last first level spell, Disguise Self into a Ganassi, and then go meld into the crowd.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's fair.
4: He'll figure out a plan, but he's feeling real uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Put Takes off his hat and hides it.
2: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Chef's Night. Uh, This is episode 27. Uh, We're getting right into the meat of this uh, Marine arc. I hope you guys are really enjoying it. Um, I had a ton of fun running it for the group. And yeah, some really exciting stuff is coming up. So I hope you guys are sticking with us. Thank you, thank you for those of you who are. Uh, And without further ado, I'm going to get into... uh, Finally remembering to say thanks to the cast and crew. So, first off, thank you so much to Hallie, who is one of our newer additions. Uh, She is with Small, Terrible, and A Dragonborn. You can find her streaming on Twitch on the weekends. Uh, To Steve and Jack with Classless Characters, you can find those gentlemen wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. Jared with Proficient with Skulls. And last but not least, we definitely want to say thank you to Josie, who provided our theme music, uh, as well as actually Jack once again for providing the theme music for Dannon. Uh, last but not least, we want to say thank you to Jesse of DMs of Vancouver, as well as our very own Kayla for coming back and reprising their roles as Varus and Cenotaph for our little intros and outro stories that we have kind of going on here to set up some fun later things. Um we don't really have much else for you guys. So please continue to enjoy the show. We will be back in two weeks. We'll let you get back to the main course. i um, moving back to Asai and the rest. What are you guys up to? you think he went to another bar?
5: Yeah, that's... I mean, we did talk about going to the mermaid's tits. It's just across the
1: way, so, you know. Let's go to the mermaid's tit.
2: All right. Yeah, and, uh... So as you guys, like, make your way out of the spire and to the other side of the... Um, of the founder's court, uh... Sorry, the foundation quarter, um... You make your way over to the uh, to the mermaid's tit, and as you guys walk up to the front door, the the door is actually just one giant clamshell that you like open up.
5: <laughs> I like it.
2: All right. Um. Yeah. So as you uh, uh as you guys kind of get in, this bar is actually a little more uh, upscale, um, nicer chairs, nicer. Um, nicer tables. Um, you know, definitely like a, a what looks to be like a newly polished uh, bar. And Asai, you recognize that there are people from the Spire families that have come to this particular establishment. And it seems like this is probably a more popular place for them since it's closer to some of the Spires.
5: Are there musical instruments around? Because I would think that would be the thing. If he didn't see one, he would bolt and go somewhere else. This is. Uh, I thought he'd be here
4: Teddy finds a nice bed and breakfast <laughs> somewhere quiet Great. out of the way <laughs> does it before his disguise self wears off tucks into a room, locks the door and waits until he gets the spells back <laughs> just cause he's an alcoholic doesn't mean he's not smart <laughs> he's had to hide from a lot of different shit in his life <laughs> You establish a pattern and then you change it immediately.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
3: Is there a way that I could, like, track him through a wild shape? (laughs) Oh. Nice. Could I, like, turn into a dog of some sort and track Teddy?
2: Well, you could probably wild shape into whatever raised you.
3: Yeah, that's a good call, actually. Right? Like, I could wild shape into one of those wolves. Yep. And track him down.
5: Wait, I have his flask. Hold on. I, that's I the great part
4: about smelling like whiskey all the time. It's just going to take you to whatever closest bar is. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, I still have this, and I pull it out. He, he's got, like, have you ever seen him unload all of his flasks? It's like, bam, 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 on the table. I, it's impressive. Does he have a liver anymore? Because it's—I feel like it's just like going right through. Anyways, here you go, and I give it to Dan. All
2: right. Uh, so, Danan, um, what does your like Blink Wolf look like?
3: Um. Yeah. Uh, so it's got dark fur, like almost black fur, um, with some kind of lighter blue speckling in it um and it's got bright blue eyes as well um but other than that it's it's built mostly like a regular wolf
2: okay cool uh all right so um eggs yeah you're the one with uh with teddy's flask so
5: Hold it out here to
2: take a big old sniff, my friend. So I
3: I approach it and smell it and try to track uh, Teddy. Let's, let's after, fail that survival check, bud.
4: Let's fail that survival oh. check. Oh.
2: <laughs> How's an eighteen? Do you? Oh. Is it? That's that's pretty good. That uh that gets you. I would say, um, that sort of gets you out of the, um. Uh, out of the bar and you kind of stop um, as the door closes and the scent sort of takes you to an immediate left down the road um, and like drags all of you guys sort of down this like sketchy back alley and then onto the next road and then you sort of like this figure that the scent is kind of getting, getting faint again so roll me another survival check Alright. Twenty-five. Twenty-five.
3: Holy Damn. shit. Damn.
4: Alright. All right. Yeah. Holy All right. crap. Wow. Fuck.
2: Um try to hide from me. So yeah, you you sort of like uh with that twenty-five, you kind of catch the you catch the scent and you tear off. Um you like You hang a, you basically come out of that alleyway, you hang a right, I don't know, I expect, Danon, would you probably, like, take a couple steps and kind of get them to come along?
3: Yeah, yeah, I would be making sure that they're following. Yeah,
2: okay. Uh, You take a couple of, like, dips into a couple alleys and, and, like, a a couple lefts, a couple rights, until, like, you skid to a stop in front of this little, like, little bed and breakfast a cozy little house almost dead center of the of the founder of the foundation district which puts it directly underneath the rift um, and the little bed and breakfast called the cozy clam
4: the cozy clam I love that yep, yep. <laughs>
1: is that what it is?
3: Uh, since I can't talk, I'm just gonna nod in response. I should probably turn back into my human form before we
2: go inside this place.
5: <laughs> yeah, did, did Danon catch any like odd glances when he did that when he changed?
2: Oh yeah, there was there was all sorts of like kind of just people kind of giving weird glances and like pointing fingers and just you okay. know the shrugs at each other. Like we don't know what that is. Can
5: like. <laughs> I do a quick perception check before we go in, just to see if anybody's tailing us? Yep. Mm, not my best. Hold on. Someone with better eyes should be doing this. Mm, that's not bad. That's a 16. Yep,
2: yeah, so you you recognize that there's maybe a couple more like city guard kicking around in this area than you've noticed before. And it's like, it's oddly more, um, uh. and they're, they're kind of like trying to make it look like they're not patrolling this particular place.
5: I mean, I'm not from here, so is that normal? That's an odd guard rotation, right?
1: Oh yeah, that is. Give me a moment.
3: Do you think they know we found out about the holly?
5: That could be odd, dude.
1: Don't worry, they don't care about that, dear. As I walks over to one of the guards. Can I help you? Are you following me and my friends? Do you know who I am?
2: Oh Asai. Uh of course I know who you are. What do you mean following? Yeah, this guy is is clearly like trying to avoid eye contact, and he's like, No, I'm just I'm just doing my regular rounds. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I'm pretty sure your regular route isn't in this quarter, Percy.
2: Okay. And he's uh uh Yeah. Um
1: I know you're lying to me. My new friend saw you. She knows you're following us. I would like to know why. Who would have the audacity to follow a daughter of the High Priest Titus, and do such a bad job at it?
2: Um, ma'am, I and he and he kind of like cinches up a little bit and like gets really uncomfortable. He's like, I look, I I'm, I'm just following orders. Um,
1: whose orders?
2: The uh, the commanders. Um, she. Uh, she sent us to, to to keep an eye on you um, someone from the priesthood said that either you or people you were with were nosing around and they uh, were basically getting into information that didn't wasn't yours to get into uh, we were just asked to to follow and to to make sure that Everything was on the up and up.
1: Who does she think she is deciding what I can and can't know? I may not have the fancy titles my sisters do, but I'm just as responsible as any of them for the well being of this city and its people, and she would do well to remember that. You tell her that I'm perfectly capable of escorting our guests, and I'm doing so on behalf of my father as a personal request. Now, personally, I'll let this indiscretion between us pass, but in regards to the commander, I assure you that I'll have some words to share with my father. Now, run along before I change my mind.
2: Okay, but... He's like, you...
1: As he... taps the hilt of the dagger on her hip. We have an understanding, yes?
2: Uh, and then he's like, okay, alright. Uh, and he... He whistles, like... Just like the loudest whistle. And about 15 city guard just sort of, like, line up and head on down the street. Eggs in the background
5: yells, I knew it!
4: Question... Can I make a perception check to notice them outside? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, sweet. That is a 17.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would say that at the very least, you notice that there is a a huge line of city guard that just, like, Mm -hmm. whiz on by.
4: Right, that can't (laughs) be good. Um, And how long has it been since, like, I I left the office? this is a pertinent question
2: i'd say maybe it more than an hour like
4: 30 more than an hour fuck okay um all right so i am oh man so i really want to i want to try to get to no i'm going to say in this room um i'm just going to make sure that the door is like locked locked and Kay. I'm also going to make a stealth check to try to hide inside this room.
2: Okay. Yep. Roll it.
4: That is a <laughs> 21.
2: Okay. So you are you are good and hidden. Um,
4: okay. Roll the 15. Very happy about that. <laughs> All right. I'm good and hidden. Yes.
2: Yeah. So you're good and hidden. Um, the rest of you guys, are you heading into the Cozy Clan? All right. Cool.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess so
2: uh all right so as you guys head in there is a uh there's a there's a little old uh um a little old lady who um just a little uh merfolk lady who comes in and says oh uh i'm i'm terribly sorry but we don't have any uh we don't have any vacancies uh, is there anything we can help you with or
5: I am gonna try to like sniff the air like a dog. See if I smell whiskey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, roll me a perception on that. Oh shit! I would
4: I would like to try to be like I took a bath, but I don't know how much of that would be meta gaming.
5: That's not. Oh wow! I'm gonna forever yep. use this dice. That's a fifteen.
2: Yeah, so I'd say that you can sort of get in, and you sort of smell like almost like that stale alcohol smell, just like that that mm-hmm. spice of like one tea venom.
5: Oh my god! Yeah, I I'm know. gonna fo- I'm gonna follow the smell and just start yelling for Teddy. I'm just, Eggs has no subtlety whatsoever. Teddy, get your butt out here!
1: Masai engages with the old lady. I'm Masai. I don't think I've had the pleasure of meeting you.
2: Um, my name's Tilly. yeah so she's she's distracted like just you know new people in the house and and whatnot uh eggs are you there's only two rooms in this place um Mm. so not a not a very big uh it's it's more like it's a bed and breakfast right so yeah
5: yep well uh, i'm just gonna knock on them okay furiously little gnome fists on the doors
2: (laughs) (laughs) so from teddy's perspective it's gonna like sound like little pitter patter yes (laughs) she's the size
5: of like a seven year old y'all she's (laughs) she's tiny
4: all right with a 21 performance check Oh, there's nobody home here. Please. I had such a long night downtown. Just leave me be. I feel like death.
5: (sighs) What do I have to roll against that? 21 (laughs)
4: performance.
2: Yeah, probably insight. All
5: right. Oh, balls. 19, motherfucker. (laughs) Woo!
0: Like I
4: said, this has been... I was wondering if I had done this too early, but this is nerve-wrackingly <laughs> exciting, and I'm so here for
1: it.
3: Uh, Danon, I'm just going
2: to start yelling. Doing?
3: I imagine I'm still downstairs.
2: Okay, all right. As you and Asai are distracting this woman, um, roll me a perception check.
3: Okay. I'm actually pretty good at those. Uh,
2: Even with a bonus, I rolled a 13. Okay so you sort of like this is pretty loud but with a sigh focusing on the lady and eggs upstairs you hear this clink 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 clink, and then a clink clink outside the house
3: I'm gonna go look out a door or window whatever's
2: closest to see what's making that noise alright So as you look out the window, you see this like eight foot tall Janassi woman with a spear in her hand, a sword at her hilt, like at her hip, and just dressed to the nines in armor. And she looks angry as fuck. And she, you can just tell that there is like energy sort of crackling at her fists and she basically just uh, she yells out Lady Mistweave I think it's time we have a talk and she just fucking like booms that into the house. Everything rattles Whoa man
1: Masai straightens up and slowly turns toward the voice exchanging a glance with Dannon, and then she opens the door
2: yeah, uh, yeah, and as you walk out, you see um, who you know as Tempe Tidecrasher, uh, the uh, both the military and the city guard commander, and she says, "I think we need to have a bit of a discussion right now."
6: Paris's eyes snap open. She finds herself in a tunnel under the city. There's a thin layer of liquid that she's lying in. And on closer inspection, she realizes it's blood. What do you do?
1: Paris sits up and she looks at Traxis. with her still?
6: Taraxis is still there perched on a raised bit of ground a few feet away, watching you. Is
1: is there blood on the ground as well? just...
6: Just below you. You're kind of in a kind of lowered area. The raised area is about a foot taller and it's clean. Just
1: climbs out and tries to like rub as much of the blood off as she can and as she's trying to figure out what she needs to do next Varys is just thinking about Teddy and Rudder and how if she doesn't get out that they'll never know what happened
6: as you stand up and get the last of what blood you can remove from your clothes off you notice far down the tunnel a cenotaph ghost turning the corner and walking in the opposite direction this one is an elven person you can s- it wears no helmet and you can see the point of its ears and the long hair that dangles past its shoulders it holds a brutal looking axe another ghost turns the corner following the other they're on some sort of patrol
1: They're both going away from me?
6: Currently, yes.
1: Aeris kind of presses herself against the wall and just holds her breath. Trying to push Taraxis with her as well. Like, holding him close against their body, waiting for them to, to pass.
6: There's a moment when you think Taraxis is going to give you away when he shifts and his feathers to your ears seem to be deathly loud pressing against each other but the ghosts continue their route and slowly you see their backs disappear as you stand there wait just as you're about to start moving again another set of ghosts turn the corner they head in your direction but they do not seem to see you what do you do
1: how far away are they from me?
6: Currently? Fifty feet. But they're getting closer by the moment.
1: They don't seem to notice me at all?
6: Not yet. A bit up the tunnel. In the uh, the direction that they are approaching. But away from them currently. You do see a corner that you might be able to dart around.
1: Ferris. Uh, heart thundering in her chest, kind of holds Traxxas close and tries to go as stealthy as possible around that corner.
6: Turn to page 30 in your book.
1: Okay. The ghost doesn't seem to take any notice of me. Continue from your place.
6: You make it around the corner. Moments later, the two ghosts walk past and continue straight. They haven't noticed you. You see that one is a halfling, and the other, a dragonborn. They both carry short, barbed, vicious-looking knives. The ghosts are gone. What do you do? You're in another long tunnel.
1: Is there any light coming from any direction?
6: In the distance, you think you might see a candle flickering.
1: And is there an area that's darker than the rest?
6: No. The shadows here are deep. You can see in the dark. So this works well for you. And it might be how the ghosts missed you, though you can't imagine that darkness would really affect their sight.
1: Paris is going to try and stick to the dark. She's kind of reverting to her, like, primal instincts of growing up and hiding in the dark areas as a child
6: you follow the tunnel turning eventually down a pathway that does not lead you to the light of the candle you follow it for a while until you realize it's approaching a dead end what do you do
1: She just kind of closes her eyes and tries to stop her hands from shaking and see what magic can do for her. Maybe there's some way I can get her out. Um.
6: Varys finds herself standing in front of a door. The big iron lock. You realize that your back is towards some sort of town square or something. What do you do?
1: Paris turns around to see what is behind her.
6: You really wish you hadn't. Standing above you, looking down at you, is a ghost you recognize. The ghost of the giant bill song stares down at you and grins slowly and horribly as he raises his weapon. What do you do?
1: Is there a a way out that she can get past?
6: You could attempt to run through his legs. You could attempt to run anywhere, but he is large. He takes up most of the square. I'm going to need you to draw. As Bill Song's ghost approaches, you hear the screams he made as he died. You were in your fellow's hands, filling your ears. Turn to page
1: six. Zveris like makes a run for it between his legs as so she just keeps thinking about how she'll never see her tribe again if she doesn't get out of here. So She just closes her eyes and runs as fast as she can.
6: Somehow you don't scream as you feel Bilsong's giant fingers grab the back of your cloak. He begins to pull and lift you what do you do
1: again she just closes her eyes and directs her hands towards him and those swirls of magic go around his ankles and they're suddenly bound by a heavy padlock
6: the padlocks chain his legs together and he falls and you take this moment to try and escape but he still has you fast and he lands on your ankle. He seems too stunned to get up immediately, though. You have a moment to pull yourself out from under him. He starts dragging himself around to try and drag himself after you. What do you do?
1: Iris grabs onto anything she can to pull herself under, away from him. And she kind of, like, pushes Taraxas away from her so that maybe at least he could get away.
6: Taraxxus in frustration and anger and pecks at Bilsong who swings a hand at him and knocks him to the ground.
1: And I run and try and grab him.
6: As you scoop up your dread raven you hear a loud crack and turn around to see that Billsong has torn cobbles from the streets, and is throwing them towards you. You turn around just in time to see the cobblestones before they strike you in the face. There's a hot flash of pain. And then nothing. The end for now. How would he describe what kind of sounds Traxis make? Does he caw? Does he like scream? Like how what kind of weird noises
2: does he red make?
1: Red Raven. So I'm thinking like So he
2: uh, caws. Yeah. But in, like in a terrifying way.
1: Yeah, like a demonic raven.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay.
6: What do you do?
1: Sir, <laughs> I was going to the surgeons to see if there there's something that was appropriate. And I got all the trees within one mile uproot and moved ten miles to the north. Which is not helpful at all, but it was funny.
6: Yeah, I got one of the, like, you get murdered ones.